Merry Christmas, church. It's good to be together, to have the decorations, to remind us of the birth of our Savior, to remind us of the story that is not just God's story, but is your story and my story. And as we've been looking at the Christmas story this Christmas season, we've been looking at three songs, and today we look at the angel's song. And I think it's important for us to read the story again. You know, we live in an age where you don't really have to know it all. You just have to have a connection to Google in some way, right? You don't have to memorize it. You don't have to know it. Just make sure you can get online and, and search it. You can have it in an instant. But it's important for us to hear the story. The story that I said is not just God's story, but is your story and my story. Because it's God's story that brings meaning and purpose and hope to our life in this world. So would you hear the story with me again? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Can you imagine being in the field that night, going about your normal business as a shepherd? The sheep are bleeding. Bleating, not bleeding, but bleeding. (laughs) The odor is typical. Your buddy's falling asleep. And an angel appears. And the light shines around you. You're rubbing your eyes. You can't believe this. I, I haven't been getting enough sleep. I'm seeing things. And the angel speaks and says that the Savior, the Savior your people have been waiting for for hundreds of years, thousands of years, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David. Your deliverer, the one who is going to rescue you your Savior, has been born to you. He is Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He is God's chosen one, the Lord. And he tells you what the sign will be. And then suddenly, didn't it gradually happen? The scripture says, suddenly a great company, a great multitude, a great host, a great army of the heavenly host appeared with the angel Praising God. Can you imagine being there? Okay, one's overwhelming enough. But now the sky is full of them. And then they sing their song. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. This is your story, church. It's not just the shepherd's story. It's not just the angel's story. This is your story because it's talking about your Savior. It's talking about your Lord, my Lord, my deliverer, 
the one who has come to rescue us from our sins and from the, from the power and the death grip of evil. Jesus Christ, God's chosen one. The way in which God is up to putting everything back to right again and making the world new. Of restoring our hearts and our minds. The one who will actually break the grip of evil over your life, over my life, over the life of everything that has life on this earth. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men, and may I say, and women, on whom his favor rests. Church, God's favor rests on you. Just let that sink in for a minute. Don't just hear it as a general statement today. Listen to it personally. God's favor rests on you. Not because you did something right. Not because you finally got it together. But because he chose to. And when we allow the favor of God to rest on us, there's peace. Peace beyond understanding. See, that's one of my theories, one of my philosophies, if you will, in this world. That sometimes we don't really take the favor of God seriously. That sometimes just life is too busy and there's so many things going on that we don't stop every once in a while and remember the fact that Jesus Christ came because God's favor rests on us. And what happens to my life if I allow myself to rest in the favor of God a little more often? What what might my life look like in society? My life doesn't have to be a life of trying to please people all the time. Or a life that's so fear-driven because God's favor rests on us. And so there's peace for all men and women peace. We've been made right with God. Last night uh, before the Selah concert, which by the way, those people can sing, right? (laughs) Oh man. Now I knew it because I've heard it on recordings, but I'd never heard them in person. Let me tell you, they might be close to a whole host of angels when they sing, (laughs) and it's just two of them. (laughs) Well, we had the choir in the back here. There was the host, and there was it was awesome. But there was a moment before the concert where, where Selah and I and Dr. Bob and, and Olin Ritchie, we were just kind of going over to the fellowship hall just to have a moment of prayer before the concert started. And, and we, were, we were just walking down this little corridor, and then we were out in the courtyard going there, and there were people coming in the courtyard, all busy and hurried. And, and I'm, I'm sitting here, and here's Selah walking right by them. Not one of them noticed. And I thought, you know, because when you're preaching the next day, your, your mind's always gone. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, that's kind of like how I can be sometimes. God is there, his favor rests on me, and then, but sometimes I'm so preoccupied with so many things that I don't enjoy the favor of God. And then some of my reactions to people or to my family or to whoever or, or an innocent bystander comes out of, not remember, I'm resting God's favor but out of the busyness and the drivenness of society. 
and I don't continue the reign of peace, God is putting my life into the reign that I have in the world in different ways. God's favor rests on us. God's favor rests on you, Dave. Isn't that great? God's favor rests on you, bud. There's peace. I would love to go through every single one and just tell you God's favor rests on you. But will you hear it for yourself this morning? The Bible says that the wages of sin are death, but the what? Free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to do a little Christmas exercise with you, if you would. In CrossFit, we call it a wad. It's the workout of the day, okay? So that's what we're going to do right here, a spiritual wad. And we're going to put up this text, Romans 6.23. I've loved this text since I was a teenager. And what I want to do is I'm going to say the first part. And if you know me a little bit, you know that my favorite word in the Bible is the word but. And this is where it comes in because that word, after that word in Scripture, comes what God does. In spite of what I might have done or we might have done, God does something. Oh, we don't have the screen down because we put it up for some reason. All right. So it's easy enough. I can see it. It looks great. <laughs> but what, and there's Bibles if you want to look at that. Okay. You know, sometimes technology slows us down, you know? <laughs> so this is what I want to do. I want to do, I'm going to say, for the wages of sin is death. And I want you to say, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But here's what I want us to do. I don't want you to shout it at me. I want to start out low and I want it to build. And by the end, I want you to convince me. So I want you to hear me saying, the wages of sin is death. That's the fact. And then I want you, as the people of God, the host, okay, the host of angels, if you will, to reply back, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, okay? And we'll start out kind of softly and, and raise the voices. So let's try that. For the wages of sin is death. But of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Before the wages of sin is death. But is eternal life. Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death. Now, like the host of angels, let's do it. For the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is Christ. That's not somebody else's, that's yours. That's yours. And the person next to you and the person behind you and the person that you will see shopping this week, and the person in your home, and the person at work. God's favor rests on us. I got teared up last night when Selah was singing it as well with my soul. And those words, my sin, oh, the joy of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. The gift of God is favor upon us. I want to share with you from Brian Chappelle's book, Holiness by Grace. He tells this little funny story. It says, an old tale speaks of a man who faced the angel Gabriel at, the, at heaven's gates. The angel said, here's how this works. You need 100 points to make it into heaven. You can see where this is going, right? You tell me all the good things you have done, and I will give a certain number of points for each of them. 
The more good there is in the work that you cite, the more points you will get for it. When you get to 100 points, you get in. Okay, the man said, I was married to the same woman for 50 years and never cheated on her, even in my heart. Gabriel replied, that's wonderful. That's worth three points. Three points, said the man incredulously. Well, I attended church, I attended church all my life and supported its ministry with my money and service. Terrific, said Gabriel. That's certainly worth a point. One point, said the man, with his eyes beginning to show a bit of panic. Well, how about this? I opened a shelter for the homeless in my city and fed needy people by the hundreds during the holidays. Fantastic. That's good for two more points, said the angel. Now you can imagine. Two points, cried the man in desperation. At this rate, the only way I will get into heaven is what? By the grace of God. Come on in, said Gabriel. By the grace of God. Sometimes it's our good works that keep us out of the kingdom, isn't it? I'm not that bad. I'm at least not as bad as you know who. It's all grace because it's all about God's favor. I was, uh, I stopped off at a place to get a hot beverage, I'll say, this week. I needed some postum. I was craving that for such a long time. So I, I went in. I'm a, uh, Anyways, I was there. <laughs> and uh, there were these two little kids in front of me. I was the third person. There was this big old line we'd been in. And, and I don't know if they're related or not. I don't know. If, but there was no adult around. And, one, and the little girl must have been like maybe third, fourth grade. And the boy was probably fifth, sixth grade. But I didn't see any adult with them. I was like looking around. So the little girl got up. She placed her order. She put her money on the counter. And then the, the young lady behind the cash register, well, do they call it that anymore? I don't know. Anyways, behind the register said, um, oh, this is kind of awkward. You're, do you have 95 more cents? And she goes, no. <laughs> and I loved it because she was like, does that matter? You know, it's like, no, I don't. She's like, ah, and the little boy behind her had a gift card and said, I think I have some on my gift card. So she said, really? And, and, and she's like, yeah, she's, that's so sweet. She was so impressed with the little boy. And I was like, this is beautiful. I was watching this. Gives him the gift card, pays the extra 95 cents, gives him back the gift card, and then she goes on, waits for her drink. So the little boy places his order, gives the gift card, and then the person behind the register goes, this is kind of an awkward set of circumstances. <laughs> uh, you're short 65 cents. And I'm like, oh, man. So I just said, Why? let me pay for him. Let me just, let me pay for him. The little boy looked at me, and he goes, Really? I said, yeah, I go, Merry Christmas. He goes, thank you, you know. He walks off, and I just thought, you know, I just wanted to tell you the story because it was so cute, but besides that, we all come up short, don't we? No matter how much we try, even if we try to make it up in helping other people, it's all by grace. And thank God that he has enough love and forgiveness that he is constantly forgiven. And Christmas reminds us that he came because he takes great pleasure in us because he delights in us and he couldn't think of not spending eternity without us. Can I just share this poem in closing by Joseph Bailey? Praise God for Christmas. Praise him for the incarnation, for the word made flesh. I will not sing of shepherds watching flocks on frosty nights or angel choristers. I will not sing of a stable bear in Bethlehem or lowing oxen, wise men trailing star with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
Today, I will sing praise to the Father who stood on heaven's threshold and said farewell to his son as he stepped across the stars of Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And I will sing praise to the infinite, eternal son who became most finite, a baby who would one day be executed for my crime. Praise him in the heavens. Praise him in the stable. Praise him in my heart. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men and women on whom his favor rests. Merry Christmas, church. And now as we go, may we go in the peace that comes from resting in the favor of God revealed to us through the birth of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you.